Part three, sales conversion, strategy eight campaigns. Recently, while I was being interviewed on the radio, the interviewer, a partner from Champ Consultants, an accounting practice in Surrey, asked me about the nine key strategies I discuss in this book. Specifically, she asked whether it mattered in which order they're implemented. She wanted to know whether, for example, you can dive in and start running events before you've educated your market or built yourself up as an authority. My answer was simple, no. Apart from the ninth strategy, experience, which you need to implement within the previous eight, to be successful, you need to follow the rest in order. However excited you might be at the thought of running an event, unless you go into it with a clear idea of your ideal client, a strong brand in the marketplace, knowledge of where your ideal clients hang out, and how to make sure you're visible to them there, you'll fail. This chapter brings the previous seven together and shows you the real power of running a pioneering campaign. Selling one at a time. In my late teens and early 20s, I worked as a sales rep, booking exhibition stands for big industry events and selling advertising space in magazines. I sold to one prospect at a time and was excited every time I received an inquiry. In fact, if I made a few sales a month, I was satisfied. It was a slog and underwhelming. When I first launched my business in 2009, I approached sales in exactly the same way. I tried to win clients one at a time. I was excited by each inquiry. If I made a couple of sales a month, I was satisfied. Yes, it was a slog and underwhelming. Then I realised the power of running my business in an organised and active manner to achieve a specific goal of building a marketing machine rather than just doing marketing. This machine enables me to fill online and offline events at which I can educate 10 to 100 people at a time. Now these events are mapped out 12 months in advance and my marketing has one focus, to fill them and build good relationships with the people who attend. At the time of writing, my calendar has three in-person events a year and in addition, every three weeks I run a webinar. Having this mapped out 12 months in advance means I know what my focus is every day, week and month. Another thing I realised was that running my marketing in 90-day cycles, each with a particular focus, would allow me to complete more in those 90 days than most people achieve in a year. This focus enables me to leverage my time and achieve things others only dream of. Writing this book, for example, I accomplished in a 90-day window. I locked myself away for a week at the end of January to write my first draft, and then I didn't revisit it until the end of February. Then it was the middle of March when I did the final edit, and I had to have the book completed and ready by the end of April. I had to finish it then because in May I started my next 90-day cycle. I allow 90 days of focused and organised activity for each specific goal. It's taken me a long time to get into the flow of running my business in this way, but it's been transformational. I remember my business coach, Taki, teaching me that cash flow follows my calendar. In other words, my calendar dictates the success of my business. Does your calendar reflect where you're at in yours? If you want to grow your business, for example, how much time have you scheduled for this? Campaign method. As an accountant, or a marketing expert within an accounting practice, you'll understand the need for a process-driven plan, one which maps out the marketing activities that need doing and, most importantly, when. Implementing a campaign requires that you carry out the necessary work at each stage in the method. If you skip a section, you'll miss opportunities. Understanding the process. Once you have a clear understanding of which market will value your services and who you want to work with, it's time to map out and execute your campaigns. Campaigns require one thing above all else, and that is focus. 
Too many campaigns fail because firms choose to run three or four campaigns at once. Whether it's to fill an event, launch a new service or generate more inbound leads, campaigns rarely work if you run more than one at a time. That's because your marketing message and your calls to action need to be consistent. Two or more different messages will confuse your audience and stop them acting and signing up to your services. This is why focus is key. Campaigns should combine various tools and tactics to drive prospects towards one specific action. The best campaigns for an accounting firm are those that follow the money map. Focus on the tactics you need to fill an event and to persuade its attendees to buy your services. I'm now going to talk about the four steps of event marketing campaigns. The first stage is hands up. After you've decided what campaign you're going to run and its objective, it's time to map your campaign. When I first started running events, I hit on the method behind my success almost by accident. I was busy planning my first event in the city, an evening one for a maximum of 15 people, but I was nervous. I was outside my comfort zone. I hadn't run an event for this particular audience before, and the niche, the location, and my positioning in the marketplace were all new to me. I wasn't yet a well-known authority, and the audience wouldn't have heard of me. Still, I went ahead, I fixed a date, designed a few images for social media and asked some friends to share details of the event and tell anyone who was interested to message me for more information. Next thing I knew, one of my Facebook posts had over 20 people saying they were interested and a few others had tagged their friends. At this point, I hadn't even designed a sign-up form. You can imagine how chuffed I was, but the fantastic response led to a new problem. There were more people interested than the room could hold. I acted swiftly. I used Eventbrite, put a sign-up form together and sent it to everyone who'd expressed interest, making sure I let them know that there were already over 20 people interested, but we only had space for 15. Within hours, the event was fully booked. Although I didn't realise it at the time, I was already using the first part of the traffic light method. I was disrupting people. I called the event Corporate Escape and by highlighting their pain, I'd got their attention. A public show of hands meant that others felt comfortable sharing that they wanted to come too. In fact, in a snowball effect, the more popular the event looked, the less people wanted to miss out. I now call this first stage of the campaign method the hands-up stage. It uses the ADA, which is attention, interest, desire, action, ADA, principle, that I learned over 20 years ago when I worked for Marie Claire magazine. In other words, by knowing who your ideal client is, I was able to get their attention, persuade them to express interest, and then build their desire by showing how popular the event was. Apple uses the ADA principle too. Each time they announce the launch of their latest product, well in advance to grab people's attention. Then they get everyone to show interest and talk about it by sharing its new gizmos. In this way, they build desire and persuade you to take action by buying the product. Showing that demand is 10 times bigger than supply builds excitement even further, with the result that each launch day is met with long queues. It's this visibility that I created through people putting their hands up on Facebook, or that Apple creates through the long queues outside its showrooms. That's what enables social proof to do the selling for you. However, running an event isn't just about attracting an audience. It's also about attracting other opportunities. Stage two, sign up. So once people have put their hands up to express interest, you need to persuade them to commit by signing up. This is where the traffic light method comes back into play. 
During the Hands Up stage, you generated an audience who expressed an interest in hearing more about your event. Now you need to turn that interest into a commitment to attend. During the Sign Up stage, you need to create both amber and green content by educating your audience on their pain, their problem, and then positioning your firm as an authority and your event as the solution. This means that your content shouldn't only be educational, it also needs to include proof in the form of testimonials and case studies from past attendees or current clients. Robert Frith, director of Frith & Co Accountants, successfully fills his events using the traffic light method and the ADA principle. Although he doesn't run a niche practice, one of his specialisms and something he's known as an authority on is property tax. Much of this is down to the quarterly events he runs on the subject for around 40 attendees each time, a mixture of his clients, the general public and local business people. Before he even advertises each event, he asks his clients and network if they're interested in attending. Any that say yes are asked to invite their friends and colleagues and his assistant registers them. By the time he begins marketing, the event is already fully booked, which massively increases its appeal and positions Robert as someone in demand. Stage three, show up. Sometimes life gets in the way. Unless you've convinced people who've registered that it's of the utmost importance, it's possible that no one will even show up for your event, especially if it's free. To avoid this, you need to stay in touch, highlighting and reminding them of the importance of attending through the use of education-based marketing and by building their excitement. This regular contact is essential. People forget they've signed up to events. If they haven't had to invest any money, something as simple as a bad journey or being a little tired can be enough to have them heading straight home or hitting the snooze button instead of getting up. The show up stage of your campaign marketing is most effective if you use a number of different tactics. These might include email, SMS or simply picking up the telephone. I'd also suggest that you continue to build great relationship with your registrants by connecting with them on social media. If they're going to show up, you need to win their emotional investment and commitment. So on to stage four, which is pay up. Your campaign, however, doesn't stop once they've shown up. You've chosen to run the event to convert prospects into clients. That's why this stage is called pay up. Whilst your ability to achieve this will depend on how much trust you can create at your event, you'll certainly maximize results by adding a scarcity and qualification to the mix. If 100 people attend, all of whom know you're only able to take on four clients this month, then it's likely more than four will want to pay up there and then. Conversely, knowing you have unlimited capacity won't create the urgency your audience needs to commit to working with you whilst they're in the room. You also need to define who your service is for and who it's not for. By highlighting your ideal client's traits, people can self-qualify and do your work for you. Prospects are more likely to pay up if their values, hot buttons and solutions align with those you're focused on. To maximise conversions, be clear on who you can help and how. On to stage five, which is follow up. Not everyone will buy from you there and then. Maybe they have a business partner who needs to agree first or someone else holds the purse strings. Even if they award you 10 on the trust factor, some prospects simply might not be able to buy immediately. Whatever their reason for not signing up on the day, you can still convert them with effective follow up. That's why you need to nurture the relationships you've created with good quality content. You need to keep educating your audience, answering their questions, showing more social proof and overcoming any objections. If you do everything you need to, when the time's right, they'll buy. Remember, for a prospect to feel they know, like and trust you and your firm enough to buy from you, they need to have spent 15 hours consuming your content. 
That's why they may come to more than one event, attend several webinars, follow your blog and watch your videos. After 15 hours, those who are in the market to buy will do so. Campaign marketing for accountants. Some accounting practices seem to believe that this approach to marketing is hard work and unnecessary. They're usually the same practices that struggle to bring in even half a million pounds per year in revenue. Having watched the WOW company run campaigns for nearly 10 years and other pioneering practices use event marketing and campaigns to fill their client lists, I can assure you that it's totally necessary. Running events streamlines and focuses your marketing. As a bonus, each event will get easier to run and convert more prospects into clients. Your calendar will have set dates on which your practice can sell to a room full of prospects and your marketing will gain rhythm and momentum. Here's an exercise for you. Decide on your 90-day campaign and event and then fix a date in your diary. Then map out the marketing content needed to maximise the effect of each stage. So that's the five stages of hands up, sign up, show up, pay up and follow up. 